Hello and welcome to episode number 58 of the Hobby Tamptons podcast, where we talk all about the hobby that makes us happy, tabletop gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. I'm Jim, and today we're going to be talking about Evergreen Games. All right, so today we're talking about a topic that I'm kind of surprised we haven't talked about. Me too. <laughs> this is kind of this has been a topic that we've wanted to talk about for a year, mm-hmm. and I just don't know why we have not gotten yeah. around to to talking about it. And and honestly, like with how I kind of envision talking about it, um, you know, like how it relates to card games, I'm mm-hmm. kind of interested to see where this conversation is going to go. Yeah. Um, but it uh, should be an interesting conversation. But before we get into that, we got to talk about our sponsor. Audible.com. If you head over to audibletrial.com slash hobbies and happiness, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial of Audible where you can get a free audiobook. That's right, a free audiobook. If you head over to audibletrial.com slash hobbies and happiness, sign up for that free trial. You can cancel, you can cancel before the 30 days before the 30 days is up if you don't like the service. But but you would get to keep your free book. Now, what's even cooler is if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get two free credits, two credits mm-hmm. for two free books. Uh, so and I know a lot of people are, are Amazon Prime members. I've been an Amazon Prime member wow. myself for a long time, um, since college, actually, I think. Wow. So it's been a long time Holy since I've been uh, uh, an Amazon Prime was, member. What, like 20 years ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So uh, head over again to audibletrial.com slash hobbies and happiness to sign up for your free 30-day trial and get a copy of a free book that, uh, you know what, uh, hopefully um, when we don't have a podcast episode that you need to catch up on, you can listen to an audiobook of your choosing. All right. So today, like like we talked, we're talking about Evergreen Games. So, but before we even start talking about the games, okay? We, you know, I've said this so many times before, but def- we got to define our terms. Mm-hmm. Evergreen, like, when it comes to tabletop gaming, um, like, what's an evergreen? I, I feel like is it's kind of changing. Like, it can change from year to year, right? Mm-hmm. But but again, it and all of these, all of these are terms which I don't think there's, like, a un- – a, universally accepted definition of what is considered an evergreen game, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, so Jim, I'm going to throw it to you first. What do you, like, how would you define an evergreen game? Because I know when we first talked about it, yeah. you, like, had some thoughts of, oh, well, these games, in my yeah. mind, are evergreen games. Yeah. But what makes those evergreen games? Before we get into the games. Yeah. Uh, for me, specifically, uh, the evergreen kind of has to stand the test of time a little bit. Okay. So I, I would assume games that are a bit older they don't have to be extremely old. Like but, Clue. Yeah. It doesn't have to be extremely old. Right. <laughs> uh, but still have some age in it. Yeah. And it shows that, all right, are these games still relevant today? Mm-hmm. Or is it just like some fad that happened for maybe like 10 years and then people right. are just like, oh, I don't really care anymore. So like if, if it was a fad, right? Yeah. Could it have once been considered an evergreen and is no longer an evergreen? Or, or like in your mind, mm-hmm. it, would it be like once an evergreen, always an evergreen? Uh, I don't know. Well, the other thing with the evergreen, I would say that it's pretty much always relevant. Okay. Um, so, I mean, once the but, game is like, like no matter where you are on the timeline, it's yeah. always relevant. Like yeah. thinking about it in MCU terms, right? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, say, 
How how long have the uh, the MCU movies been going on since Iron Man one? Uh, when I was in college, so I want to say. Uh, it could. Mm, let me look. Let me let me look it up because Iron Man one was the first one. Iron yeah. Man one. Yeah. Uh, I just also I, don't remember when they really started. Iron Man one was two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was oh eight. Okay, oh eight. Mm-hmm. And so. As of right now, it's been what fourteen years? Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. A, it's been a long it's ride. Been a long time, yeah. <laughs> right. I remember seeing that in theater. Yeah, um, I, I remember seeing it in theater too. I, mm-hmm. I went to see Iron Man one by myself. Yeah, I was I was home. It was it was in the summer, and like I didn't have anything to do during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a weekend. I think I had my family was like out of town or something. And I'm just like, you know what? I might have just played hooky from work. I can't remember. <laughs> I really can't remember to be honest. <laughs> so, so if we if we talk about that, right? Let's say a game came out. When did Marvel Legendary come out? Uh, Marvel Legendary's been about been out for about ten years. Okay, so so about oh. ten years, right? Mm-hmm. We could definitely pretty much throw that into the the evergreen genre. But then, what happens if Marvel kind of just like falls off? They start not really producing good content anymore or mm-hmm. movies product mm-hmm. whatever it is yep. and the game just slowly turns into irrelevant like but if it was over 20 years that it was you know a big deal you could definitely insert that into an evergreen title mm-hmm. it was like 20 years that's someone being born and is now almost legal to drink yeah, right. <laughs> right like yeah. an entire right. generation Marvel Legendary was released in 2012. Okay, so trying to so find 10 a years date, right now. Uh, like a specific date, but I'm just I'm just finding the year of, of yeah, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at 10 years right now. Mm-hmm. And if it keeps going to 15 years, close to 20, I could definitely see it being inside of oh, the man. Evergreen tier. And but if anything ever happens to speaking Marvel. Speaking of Marvel Legendary, though, like they just came out with so Doctor Strange. No, actually, Guardians of the Galaxy is the most recent set that was released. Yeah. I want to say it was our twenty sixth set, wow. maybe. And they have Black Panthers coming out was mm. recently announced, and they are they just announced actually that they're doing the Infinity Saga. Okay. So they're going to be incorporating that, um, and then somehow I'm also seeing there's a Mar a Black Widow set coming as well. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly coming out with new sets <laughs> for Marvel Legendary. Yeah. So, but anyway, I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was pretty much just uh, my thought about it. Yeah. Kind of being relevant, but also being there for a longer time frame. So like being relevant for a long time. Yeah. So being, re- so, but in order to be relevant, you kind of need, well, I think I, now when you say relevant, basically, I think what you're saying is popular. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we turned to Merriam-Webster, good old Merriam-Webster, right? Mm. We looked up Evergreen. Um, having foliage that remains green. Not functional. that one, Dan. Not that one. <laughs> uh, compared to Sidhu? Okay. No, no. Um, it's the last The last thing. It's, the second it, and the third one makes sense. Um, I only see one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was looking oh, up. Oh, yeah. Two and three. Uh, 2A, retaining freshness or, or interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that retains its freshness, interest, or popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I'm that's what I'm seeing in 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 Webster. Uh, so that's something that is popular, fresh, uh, it piques interest, mm-hmm. right? Um 
I mean, Magic the Gathering is always piquing people's interest. That's I mean, like, well, right. Like, like when it comes to card games, I don't, I don't think you get, you don't get more evergreen than um, Magic, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yep. <laughs> right? Yep. Because those have been around for forever, and they're constantly coming out with new sets mm-hmm. and are um, selling, selling yeah. a lot. Hugely popular mm-hmm. in the yeah. entire world. So I found this. I, I don't even. This is a website called WhatGamesAre.com. Um, and I, I was just doing some research and just searching evergreen. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, what, what this site says, it says a few games managed to retain enough users to be considered profitable for many years. They are called evergreens. Mm-hmm. So in addition to popular popular popularity, you'll, you also look at profitability. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think those two are kind of intertwined. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. like if something is, is popular, it's, or it's selling because it's popular. Like yeah. it's, it's cyclical. Right. Yeah. And so each and every year, okay, here it is again, here again, and it just continually sells and continually sells. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I, I think that's, that, that's a cycle, right? Um, this also says, and I found this kind of interesting here, but it, it reads evergreen survive by being passed on soccer in the United Kingdom is a sport that has passed from generation to generation and has become and has become so woven into popular culture that it will likely never fade away on a shorter time scale. Some games based on television shows such as who wants to be a millionaire also have evergreen qualities because the show acts as a continual refresher for interest in the game. Others form such strong cultures that there is always an appetite for refresh, like Dungeons and Dragons. Evergreen games are very rare, though, often public domain, like poker, football, chess, and bingo, for example, and extremely hard to just create on spec. Um, so, I mean, I think that's that's a pretty apt description yeah. of like what an evergreen uh, title or what evergreen is. Yeah. Um, so, um, and before we go on, I want to touch on this other article that we found. This is an article that was written by Jamie Stegmeyer of Stonemeyer Games, okay? And the title is Evergreen Games. What do they have in common? Um, I'll post the, the link. I'll post a link to this article um, wherever you're listening to this or watching it so you can check it out for yourself. Um, but he's got a pretty good article here. Um, and what he kind of looks to do is, uh, like the title says, look at ever, top evergreen games yep. and look, look at it from the standpoint of what do they have in common, which makes sense coming from a designer, right? Because he's trying to see, okay, what makes these games popular and how can I recreate that in my games? At least I would assume that's kind of the angle that he's coming at this from, okay? So um, he posted a list that what it looks like is was pulled from various data from, from BGG. Um, he got a list from Tom Vassell of... Um, uh, Dice Tower, um, and I think that list was like the top selling games of 2021 okay. or something. So he's got this list, and the there's it's got the the name of the game, and then number of top ten appearances, the BGG rank year published, minimum number of players, max number of players, playing times, the weight via BGG, and the MSRP. Mm-hmm. So from that, you know, he pulled data. Okay to make his own conclusions, right? But I'm going to read off this list, okay? Reading this list, I'm like, 
There's some good. These titles. are there are, but also I'm just like, wait, these How are evergreen. Because again, for me, I'm coming at it from when I think an evergreen game, like a board game, right? Yeah. I think Clue, Monopoly, yeah. games that have been around for like a very long time. Yeah. Like that's what that's kind of what I think, right? So this list involves you've got Codenames, Catan, Azul, Gloomhaven, Pandemic, Ticket to Ride, Exploding Kittens, Coup, Wingspan, Marvel and Jerry, Root, Quacks of Quedlinburg, Betrayal at House on the Hill, Scythe, Boss Monster, Dune Imperium, Unmatched, Superfight, Dominion, Sentry, Marvel Champions LCG. Um, so there's games on there from 2020. I'm like, how in the world are these considered evergreen? Yeah. But, but then again, when I immediately I saw that, I'm like, well, how are you defining evergreen? Mm -hmm. Right. How do you define evergreen? So what I am finding is what it's, I think the theme is like we said, popularity mm -hmm. and, um, sales. Okay. So sales, popularity, I mean, if if you're high on both of those, you probably have a good game because mm -hmm. it's popular. People are buying it, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think Evergreen kind of is a very close correlation to uh, popular slash good, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if it's popular, if a game is popular, would do you, do you think that means a game is good? <laughs> no. Just because it's popular, no. Okay. Uh, so if it's an evergreen game, is it a good game? Uh, I mean, well, now, that, granted, granted, granted. Yeah, like, that's the difference. Well, part. granted, granted. <laughs> this, I, we should also say, like, this is, that's very subjective, yeah, right? that's what like, I was going to say. Like, <laughs> sales are objective, right? Yeah. How much you sell of your game is a very objective term. Yeah. At this right? point, Diablo Immortal's a great game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good it's point it's not a great game <laughs> that's funny they made like 40 million dollars in the first two weeks but didn't they like fudge those numbers or something i don't know i don't know i didn't say anything about them faking numbers okay all right uh, and i would have known or, or if it was something that was yeah. even rumored yeah yeah so. that, that that's a good point that's a good point um okay so all right so so going going through all of that, Jim, like what mm. what 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 did you take away from when we went through all of that? There, like, there are some really think? good games well, on yes, the list. Yes, but for but again, forgetting the games, yeah. right? Yeah. This the the whole discussion of like what is evergreen and kind of how it is defined. Like, do you agree? Do you disagree? Or like, kind of where would you come at it from? Yeah, I would I would say I would disagree. Like if they're saying a game from 2020 is an evergreen, I understand it can be a good game, right. but it just hasn't gone through that time frame of mm -hmm. can it last? You know? Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I, I wouldn't I definitely don't agree with uh, yeah. kind of what they're saying. Yeah. Now I good I, games still. Now but. now granted, I, I also don't want to like misrepresent what this article from Jamie Segmeyer was saying. Um I mean th there is a paragraph in here. On the surface, this data would indicate that your game has the best chance of being an evergreen game if it plays from two to four players in around 45 minutes and is a medium weight game that costs around fifty dollars. So um again, again, that's just in that list, yeah. he's looking at all of that data, yeah. right, to then – to just take, Which, right? How many people did he even ask? Because if you look at uh, the top 10 showings and the 
in that chart. Mm-hmm. The highest Three, one is eight. is uh, code names with eight. Yeah. So how many right. people did he ask? Well, I mean, it's I don't think I, I so that top ten appearances yeah. thing. I don't think that's like if you're asking people. Um, I'm wondering if it's like looking at the dice towers list, for instance, uh, okay. looking at outlets like that okay. would be I my see. guess. Would be my guess. I'm I'm not totally cer- certain, but no, I, I should say. Um, okay, so. I posed this question in 2014 and 2019. Thought it was time to revisit the topic. Mm-hmm. He looked at ICV2's biannual articles containing the top 10 best-selling hobby channel board games and card dice games. So the charts are based on interviews with retailers, distributors, and manufacturers. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's what it looks like from here. Yeah. And Tom Vass's list was in also using Game Nerds data. So it – you know, as as a if you're a statistician, like this is the kind of stuff you kind of like live yeah. for, right? It's yeah. just all all that data. Um, so, but no, no, it's that's it's a good point. Yeah, because like when I saw what was it like Dune Imperium, I'm like, are we considering Dune Imperium in an Evergreen? Like, I don't know. Like, like I don't know. It just it feels weird to me that we're calling a game that's been out for like a year or two, like as an evergreen title. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't, I don't know. But again, Oh, you know, we, we have this discussion, but ultimately it comes back to how do you define it? Because again, like so many things in the tabletop industry and just board gaming and card gaming, Hmm. there's no one set definition for, for anything yeah. like it's at least it's what it seems like right if you're inside of one game like if you're playing magic okay mm-hmm. you know the rule set you know what the term mulligan means yeah. okay you know what your hand size means you know what all of the terms mean okay outside of your game it's it's the <laughs> it's it's like it's the wild wild west almost <laughs> right because like right. there's there's games that that use terms from other games yep. like if you're in one game it could mean something if you're in something else it could mean another thing right yep. so like that's kind of how I view I view like the whole industry and it's not like it's a bad thing either it's not it's just something to keep in mind when you have these discussions it's okay so this is kind of how I view it and this is how I define this term again talking about evergreen. Yep. If you're talking with someone else, okay, like how would you define it? And like that's what makes these sorts of discussions fun and engaging, Mm -hmm. right, is like you get to debate and like argue of, no, well, I think this. Like, you know, it's it's fun and interesting, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Okay. So all that being said, um, I mean, I'd ask you, the audience – how would you define an evergreen, right? Um, like, let's go from there. Like, how would you define it? Do you agree with all the stuff that we found? Are we wrong? But I, I think, Jim, Jim, I think you kind of nailed it on the head. Like, it's, it's, it would be something that has had to have been around for a little bit. Now, if you had to put a number, if you had to put a number on it, how long would you say a game needs to be around and popular for? In order to be considered, because I think, I think if you ever, if I you think ever, I'd have to say like 10 years, 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Like at least 10 years. Okay. Could, you know, give or take a year. Right. Right. And, and to be honest, like, I also think like it's, it's 
using terms interchangeably and like changing the definition slightly from mm. one discussion to another can be helpful. Like I wonder if if um like there's a discussion to be had when it comes to distributors and manufacturers of mm-hmm. hey if your game is an evergreen title like after if we've been making if we've been printing your game for x amount of years it's now considered an evergreen you get a discount or something like that yeah. like i yeah. i have That'd no idea cool. how i have no idea how any of that works <laughs> um but i'm just saying from the standpoint of um a we have a term mm-hmm. uh, and it means x y or z so yeah. like i don't know if something like that would be helpful but it's something to consider i think mm-hmm. um okay so we we've touched on the t- the, the the name the naming convention right mm-hmm. okay so um now what are th- what are some games that like come right to the top of your head when it comes to oh these these are evergreen these are good evergreen titles well, uh, well, l- let me also ask you this because I think I know the three that you're going to say. <laughs> I would hope you. No, would. no, right, but, <laughs> but, but, would these games be evergreen titles that every tabletop player mm. or a- every board game player should have in their collection? Mm-hmm. For like, their- if that's a separate question, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I, w- I would think that it's just like a a separate question. Okay, because I know some people who are not a fan of <laughs> one of these games. <laughs> But love another game on this list. All right. All right. So what are what what are some what are some games that immediately come to mind yeah. when you when I say what are some good so what are some evergreen games? What's an evergreen game? The first three that would come to mind are Settlers of Catan, Carcassonne, and Ticket to Ride. Okay. Two of those games like would immediately come to my mind as well. Like yeah. the and and it's funny because Settlers of Catan and Ticket to Ride are like the first two board games that I really played mm-hmm. and like got me. Kind of got me more into the hobby, right? A yeah. little bit. Um, I remember, I think I've told this story before when I was in college about um, my dorm mates playing Settlers of Catan, and I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I was like, what are you, what are you nerds doing? What are you, idiots what are you nerds playing? <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> um, but yeah. I've actually never played Carcassonne. Nope. I have not played Carcassonne yet. I've, I've played it a few times, and the game will never end the exact same way. Oh, really? It's nearly impossible. Huh. I don't think any one person will would be able to play enough games. Interesting. So you have a bunch of bag or you have a bunch of tiles inside mm-hmm. of a bag. You you mm-hmm. jumble them up. Yeah. And you start just putting them, building the board. Mm-hmm. So depending on where you place it. Uh, determines like certain amount of points you get. Yeah. But if you're jumbling them up all yeah, the right. every single right. time, you pretty much never get the exact same right. outcome. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, the, I for for me, like I feel like I always recommend Sellers of Catan. Yeah. To like any new board <laughs> game player, or like if they've never played like a good board game. Yeah. Like, all right, you gotta try Sellers of Catan first. Because there's also like a ton of different expansions, right? Oh yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> but like, and then it's, you play them all together. But it's funny because, like, it, that to me is a telltale sign of whether a game is evergreen or not. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's if there's a game and there's like 25 different expansions, like that's probably an evergreen title. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like. Like for example, like Settlers of Catan. Well, I'm I'm curious when was that? When did that first get published? Oh wait, it was it was on that list. Nine nineteen ninety five. I'm pretty sure it was nineteen ninety five. Let me double check real quick. That's been yeah. a while. 
Yeah. Souls of Catan was published in 1995. Mm-hmm. That's a long time, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, also look up Carcassonne because I think that game is older. Carcassonne? Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not on that list. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm a little surprised. But, but. Carcassonne is also um, Carcassonne game release date. Here we go. No. Well, yeah. Car- November 29, 2017? That's not correct. There's no way. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, 2000. Okay, 2000. Yeah, it's a tile-based game designed and published in 2000 by Hans M. Gluck, I think, in German. All right. By Rio Grande Games. Perfect. Yeah, yeah so 2000. Yeah, so, yeah, that's 100% Nevergreen title. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent for sure. Time frame wise, it uh, it's still it's well, still well. Plus, so. plus, like that, like these games also continue are continually reprinted. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, like, if a game is continually being reprinted, um, that is a again a telltale sign it's popular. Mm. Okay. And is 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 standing the test of time because it's popular, continues to sell. We need to make more. It just sells, 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 sells. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, so yeah, like I I'm I'm totally on board with that list. Um when's when is the first time you played either three of those games? The first time? Yeah, first it was time. all at grapple. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was all at grapple. No way. Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah. Um, Carcassonne, I played with my former boss. I don't know if I should say his name. I won't say his name. Have we said his name before? We've said his name. All right. Craig. Yeah. I mean, it's just the first name. <laughs> uh, so, my former yeah. boss. Yeah. And, uh, and I never, I, I ne- you Catan. know what? I never played anything with Craig. Yeah. I never did once played play, anything with Did you ever play Craig. Commander with him? No. Really? I Holy never cow. played anything with Craig. Man, Craig goes ham on Commander. I can see it. He's got, yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got some nice decks. Like what? What decks does he run? Uh, or did he run? He I had say. five color slivers, I believe. He would. He has. Craig, you would. <laughs> he has a Selesnia list. Oh, who is it? I forget. I forget who the Selesnia one is. Craig would have um, five color slivers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I forget what I else wrong? he had. Though. Am I wrong? No, I don't think so. <laughs> You're not, because he does. Have I know. It. Well, I know. <laughs> and. Uh, but uh, Settlers of Catan was the first one, I, or one of the first ones I played with Brendan as mm. well, the guy who got me into magic. Mm. And then the last one was Brendan. Ticket that, to Ride. That guy. I don't look that guy. <laughs> He's man. a cool guy and all. <laughs> <laughs> he is a cool guy and all. <laughs> I just wouldn't take board game advice from him. <laughs> Guys, we're just memeing. We're just, yeah, we're memeing. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I Brendan, also I know love he's you. not listening to it. So, <laughs> all right, then I can say as much smack as I want. Great. Yeah. All right, that guy. <laughs> and uh, and the last one, it was on a board game Tuesday at Grapple, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I played Ticket to a Ride with a guy who absolutely loves that game. And I asked him if he would want to play Settlers of Catan. He's like, I will never play that game again in my life. I'm why? like, why? <laughs> what was his he, reason? He hated it. He he didn't like the game at all. I'm like, dude, but you like Ticket to Ride. That's like the same game. It is. Like, you're not <laughs> That's what wrong. I thought. Yeah. I'm just like, it's, it's the very same game. Longest Road isn't like the same thing? 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, so I was just a little confused, but I I didn't want to push now, any further. Now, now, granted, it's it's also been a, been a minute since I've played Settlers of Catan or Ticket to Ride. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Settlers is over there. Was Ticket to Ride? I can't remember. I can't remember where the games yeah, are. Yeah, Ticket to Ride. It's probably yeah. Um, but that middle I, shelf in the center. It is okay. Um, is isn't Settlers more uh, heavily um, involved with dice than Ticket to Ride is? Uh, yes. It, well, it can be because the RNG with Ticket to Ride is the cards, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Which I, I prefer to play the version of Settlers of Catan with when the you cards. when you have the deck that reveals. isn't that isn't that a smaller game though, mm. or is it like the same I game you can just, just another instead... expansion? Oh, is it okay? Yeah. Okay. A different expansion, I believe. Okay. I'm only ever used. I've only ever done the dice where mm. you roll something and you, you move the the thief. Yeah. If you get a seven. Seven. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So th- I think th- those are those are some pretty popular okay mm-hmm. games that are you know are are popular evergreen titles. Now, um, I want I want to kind of then apply this to card games. Okay, card mm-hmm. gaming, the card gaming side. Um, again, I I mean, so you'd agree, Magic, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent evergreen titles. Yep. Um. Well, again, what's what's different about those games as TCGs and CCGs, it's not like you're buying one thing. You know, you have to if you want to stay up on the game uh, and play competitively or stay current, you know, you got to stay up with what the format. Your deck's not an evergreen. Yeah, the right. game is an evergreen. Right, right, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. That that is totally true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Unless you're playing Junt. That's true. <laughs> but oh, you so still got to change the deck every now <laughs> yeah. and again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because if you ever play somebody who's playing Jund, you'll just ask them, "Hey, what deck is that?" It's Jund. Okay. <laughs> it's like, all right, I, I know what I, you're doing. I know what you're playing. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. All right. So I've got three games that I wanted to touch on that I think are evergreen titles, and when it comes to card games, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel Legendary slash DC Deck Builder, yeah. DC Deck Building game. Um, Again, both those games have been around for ten years. Yeah. Um, with DC, De- so the DC deck building game, you know, we've 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 played a lot of this game. We're going to keep playing it. We we really enjoy this game. Um, but their recent Kickstarter, okay, the Injustice Kickstarter. Hmm. I mean, they had over a million dollars. That that Ooh. Kickstarter was like one. I want to say it was one point two million. Let me double check that real quick. That's definitely not um, an unpopular amount. No, right? Cryptozoic. <laughs> let me let me just look here. Cryptozoic, yep. uh, DC deck building game. It was also my first deck builder I've ever played. Same. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm pulling it up on Kickstarter here. Um, why? Uh, okay. Oh no, just one point oh eight million. Okay. With six thousand backers. It's a little over a mil. So a little over a mil. Um, okay. I don't think. I think if we're be, if we're being honest, I don't mm. think anybody can look at that and say DC deck building game is not an evergreen title. Yeah. I think you'd be hard pressed to make the case it's not. Mm. Personally, yeah. um, if and if you and if you think that it's not, excuse me. If you think it's not an evergreen title, I'd be very, I'd be, I'd be willing to hear the argument. Yeah. But looking at those numbers, I, I, I think you'd be hard pressed 
to uh, argue that it's not an evergreen title. Yeah. Um, now, Marvel Legendary, again, um, that's a game where, you know, we've talked about, what, 27th? Uh, expansion it's so, yeah. it's something like that yeah. there's like 20 there's been 26. 26 27 expansions for that game and it is very popular now I, i'd have to look up some numbers some uh sales numbers to see mm-hmm. how popular it is um but the fact that the fact that they it's still current and they're still releasing new uh, expansions for that game is a very good indicator that it is still popular and is still selling mm-hmm. okay um whoa my bad. I'm um, breaking stuff. I am breaking stuff. Um, the next one that I think is the OG deck builder, Dominion. Yes. I think I I, I really think that that's that, a good one. It's a good one. Um, that's another one where um, I'm wondering. Let me look up number of. If you had to guess how many Dominion expansions. Forty three. There's like so many. I have no idea. I just remember you going down the list before, and it was a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, man. Oh, 11 best Dominion expansions ranked. <laughs> like, well, no, there's definitely a whole lot more. Right. Uh, here we go. I wonder if this I wonder if this will give me a full list. Um, 12. No, it's you know, got to Dom- be more than 12. Most likely. Uh, Dominion is probably my favorite deck builder. Really? If I'd have to say so. Really? Yeah, because you pretty much get to decide what cards everyone's going to be utilizing and then yeah. be building your deck off of that. Or, or you could randomize it. Yeah, you well. can also randomize yeah, it. For sure. I personally like to pick or have every well, person pick two or something. The nice, the cool thing is like when you do, like you can. You can make them very different games mm-hmm. by the cards oh, yeah. that you select yeah. to play, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but you can also be building your strategy from the start rather than being mm-hmm. like, oh, the cards I really like from this other deck builder just aren't coming off the top of the deck. And Marvel so Legend- Marvel Legendary follows kind of follows that mm-hmm. okay yeah the the difference being with it's a di- mix of both yeah, yeah the difference being with dominion like each card is its own stack yeah and then once that stack is gone the card's gone yeah um which i think what is a very it's a very interesting mechanic mm-hmm. it's very very interesting yeah. um but yeah def- definitely dominion and then the last one is marvel champions now I, I I wasn't originally gonna put that, but when I saw it on the list, I'm like, screw it, I'm putting it on there. Screw it, it's going on. When did that one come out? 2019. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, like, if you look at, I have like my storage solution that I, the way I store all of my cards from all champions. Mm-hmm. Like, you can open one of the boxes has all the heroes that I have, yeah. and they're not even all in there. But mm-hmm. like, it's full of like twenty. I don't know how many heroes there are. Like, you've seen it. Like yeah. with the, with oh, yeah. the yeah, yeah. um, there's a lot in there. It's a lot. Now, my issue. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know if it's an issue, but uh, living card games. They're they're living for for a while, <laughs> but eventually they all die. Do they all die? They do. Okay. They do. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that it's dead per se. They got to redo. What do you mean it got to redo? Oh, didn't they remake the original game, or what was it? They brought something back recently. Well, right, but that's like the first. 
it they're they're repackaging old content. Okay, is what they're doing. Is which again, I'm not complaining about it. I'm not complaining <laughs> about that. I'm not. But what I am, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, you don't see new content in LCGs. Right. Outside of the current LCG, like Marvel Champions, Mm. like you do for games like Magic and Pokemon, okay? Um, They go strong for a while, and then once they stop selling, they fade out. Mm -hmm. Like, um, uh, what was the Star Wars one? Star Wars Destiny? Uh, There was also a Star Wars LCG that was going and then died. So it wasn't Destiny a TCG that had dice involved? It's not really. It wouldn't. That was more of an expandable card game. Okay, and again, again, LCG is essentially the same thing as an expandable card game. Uh, I wasn't Destiny the one where you would actually buy packs like Magic, and you would build your decks. Correct. Yes. So, but it's not a it's not a TCG. It, it they would not they would not they not, did not consider it a TCG. It was not considered huh. a TCG or a CCG. I don't believe. Audience, you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I, I'm, I'm going to see what I can find real quick. But I never saw anything because, again, FFG, yeah. with the, they had the tight license for – or the trademark, whatever. Uh, okay. Star Wars, I was Destiny. Just, I'm just really surprised by that if that is correct. <laughs> I, I always assumed it was a TCG because it's – it was like the exact same thing as the other card games, which they even had boxes uh, for. And the game also the marks Fantasy Flight games return to making collectible card games. I guess there we go. Okay. Okay. But but again, it was not around for a while. Yeah. No. It, it died. Uh, it yeah, died. Um. But 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 again, like Ark Arkham Horror. I mean, they they re- recently announced a new content for that. Mm-hmm. So Arkham Horror is still going strong. Yep. Um. Lord of the Rings, we haven't seen. I mean, we have seen a little bit of new content recently, mm. but not on the order that it was before. Yeah. Um, and my fear is that Marvel Champions will do the same thing. Mm. Um, but thing Marvel Champions has going for it is the IP. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's definitely the biggest difference. Yeah. So um, w- time will tell. So time will definitely tell. But like I, I really enjoy. I love LCGs. But mm. again, my fear is just that they're not, they're not gonna stick around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like that's also my fear with anything co-op too. I mean, Game of Thrones. Like you, Game of Thrones, another one it came and went. Um, yeah. Five Rings, L Five R is another one came and went. Uh, yeah, so, they say a lot of the competitive ones tend to die. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like if you're going to be a competitive one, you need the player base and you, yeah. there's a there's a lot more resources that are needed, mm-hmm. I think, to keep a competitive any competitive game going. Yeah, um, like you need more resources than it than you do a co-op game. Yeah. Right. So that's you know, that that probably could that most likely that plays a big part in it as well. Mm-hmm. So. um, All right. Do you have others? Do you have other games mm-hmm. on this that you would that you'd like to put out there for Evergreen Games? Ooh. You know, one are, are the card games or not card one, games? One one I saw on that that Stonemeyer list that I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I kind of, I mean, it's one of my favorite games, Betrayal. 
Betrayal oh, yeah, at House betrayal, on the Hill yeah. or Betrayal at Baldur's Gate, depending yeah. on if you want the D&D version, uh, yeah, which yeah. I prefer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that did was, you, that was on the list. Did you play that ever before I got it for you? Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay, I didn't know if you had played it before that. Yeah, yeah, I played it with Cody a lot, oh, I grapple. It. It, and yeah. we would have a, we. there was one time I grapple, it was uh, four or five people playing. Uh-huh. And we had I still like, need to play this game. We had like seven people around the table just watching the game happen. And people really? were like, I want to get in next. <laughs> it was it was like one of the best moments I've had with that game specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Super, yeah. super great time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, so so betrayal. Okay, mm-hmm. um, boss monsters another one that was on that list, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I love that game. Yeah, the game's a lot of fun. That's a mm-hmm. game we need to get out. Like, play, we need to play that game on stream. <laughs> yeah, we played sometime. it the one time at your previous house. Right, your yeah, previous location. The, the, and, the one uh, time, yeah. And I got destroyed. I'm like, oh. you did. Well, I know I lost. I shouldn't say destroyed. I know I lost. Uh, but like after going through it, I'm like. Man, if I only did this earlier, I know I, or yeah. I could have oh, been, yeah, it would have been yeah, like yeah. closer game. Yeah. But I yeah. didn't know what I was doing yeah, in the early right, stages, right? right? It right. takes a little bit, it like does. two, three turns before you right. start getting into the groove. Right. And then right. you're like, that's where I messed up. I messed up on that too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just like anything, it's like the first, oh, the yeah. first couple times you play it, you're just getting the hang of it. Yeah. And so. Okay. I just hate it being an experienced game player and yeah, just yeah, reflecting yeah, yeah, on yeah, that what I happened. I got you, got you. <laughs> And so that's where, like, if you play with somebody who, like, beats you in anything, uh, beats you in, like, everything all the time, mm. that's what you do is, like, you find a game that you know and they don't, hey, <laughs> I got a game we can play. Look, you yeah. want to play it? And then you destroy them a couple times and then they get the hang of it and then they just And then they again. start beating yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Has that ever happened to you? Like, do you have anybody that you've done that with? I've yeah. done that. I re- I have done that. When I was younger, I would do that all the time, mm-hmm. and not necessarily with other people that like I would lose to all the time. It's mm-hmm. just here's an e- here's a way I can easily beat you, <laughs> <laughs> and I like doing that. I like winning. So let's go. <laughs> yeah, that was that's right. funny. Yeah. yeah, or maybe someone that you play games against, and they just tend to always piss you off in the game. Oh. Yeah. You know, just some random stuff that they do. I don't know. <laughs> What's going on in your head right now, Tim? Nothing. All right, next topic. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, speaking of that, I was talking about here to slay uh, oh, yesterday. Yeah. I'm oh, like, you were? Yeah, yeah. With uh, with my dad and uh, a few of his friends, and uh, I was like, you have to watch the first here to slay video or. Whatever one what, we whatever, previously whatever did, one whatever one that... Dan freaks out in, <laughs> I'm like it's great. <laughs> if you want to watch a video of me, of me freaking out, you should go watch me play a uh, <laughs> play MTG Arena. <laughs> Boop it, Dan, right here. Uh... Especially for the podcast people, they're not going to see me booping this corner. <laughs> Why is Jim saying boop? Boop. <laughs> uh, anywho. Uh... That was funny though. I remember. Yeah, it was. Oh, oh. <laughs> Dad was so upset. <laughs> In both videos, both of those videos that we're talking about, I was not very happy. Well, the second one went by a lot faster though, so you didn't have to really go through it as much. Well, wait, which one are you talking about? Uh, the one where I was berserker. Oh. And I just like finished the game in like four, four or five turns oh, yeah. Yeah. over super fast. Oh yeah, I didn't get, even get mad at the, in that one. I don't think I, I didn't really care about that one as much. So then I don't know what you're saying. I'm, ta- both I'm, the videos. I'm talking about the uh, magic video where uh, I was playing against Mono Blue Tempo. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's what I'm like, boop, 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 boop. Put it in the beeps. That was so funny. And then, and, then, and then I brought up the meme, the this is fine meme. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> oh, I was so not happy. It was a great time. Uh, yeah, that's why whenever Jim says something about playing against Mono Blue Tempo. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, dang, it's, He's like, I get yeah. a little salty. Thanks, man. Thanks. That's what he thinks. Yeah. So, um, all right. All right. I'm going to toss it to you guys. What uh, What do you guys think? What are some evergreen games that uh, you would that you would reference to a new player? Um, yes. Um, what are some of your favorite evergreen titles? Um, and what is your favorite evergreen title? Um, I'd love. To, we'd love to know. And then also, like, how would you? Do you agree with our? Um, how we described what we think evergreen titles are. Because um, again, I I have I don't really see a a an industry standard way to define what an evergreen game or title is. Yeah. Um, so let us know if you agree. Uh, let us know. Be very interested to know. So and with that, <laughs> we are gonna move on to card of the week. Yay. Jim Jim gets to talk about this week's card of the week. Yay. I wish I had a copy on me, though. Yeah? I wish I did. You but do. I, I pretty much know what the card is. You do is. know what the card does. It is a card. One of my favorite cards, and yeah. I won't mess it up this time. Uh, from a game I've been playing for a very long time, Yu-Gi-Oh. Hmm? It's not magic this time. We not. didn't change it like we did like with we Ragavan. Did last time, yeah. I messed that one <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. And so it is called Graceful Charity. It is the third and final card of the Holy Trinity in Yu-Gi-Oh! GOAT format, which is pretty much all about 2005. Now, now, hang on. This is the... So so you specifically said the Holy Trinity in Yu-Gi-Oh! GOAT format. Yeah. This is not the Holy Trinity in like all of Yu-Gi-Oh? Well, it's it's not even legal in, oh, in yeah, advanced Yu-Gi-Oh! That's so, true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, technically, right. yes, but yeah. they're not even playable. Got it, got it, got it. That uh, makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And so uh, what this one does is it allows you to draw three cards, but then you have to discard two cards. So you don't really plus anything in theory because you're drawing three cards, you're using the Graceful Charity from hand, and you're also getting rid of two cards. Mm -hmm. So you're you're net even. Yeah, exactly. So you're not really gaining anything like Pot of Greed, but you also get to see more cards than Pot of Greed and the graveyard is super important, hugely important in Yu-Gi-Oh, and I guess every card game pretty much. Yeah, so especially Yu-Gi-Oh when like card draw is at a premium. Yeah, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I have a story about this card. Let me know when I can tell the story. <laughs> okay, all right. Before we yes. before yes. we get to do yes. the story, yes. So uh, one one thing you're able to do in in the format, right? There's a card called Thunder Dragon. You can reveal one in your hand, send it to the graveyard, and then go search your deck for up to two more copies of that card. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right, well, I can go do that. Get the Thunder Dragon. Get rid of the rest of the copies in the deck, which you're deck thinning. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you can play the Graceful Charity, draw three new cards. And guess what you're going to be pitching? Those, those two Thunder Dragons. Why would you pitch those Thunder Dragons? Because uh, they're not really they probably won't really help you. In terms of 
overall value because you also have to sacrifice a creature in order to bring him out. Mm -hmm. And it's also better in the graveyard because now you have a light monster in your graveyard. Ah, yes. Because then you can go ahead and special summon a Chaos Sorcerer, Mm -hmm. a Black Luster Soldier, Envoy of the Beginning as well. Mm -hmm. And those are huge beater cards in this format. They Mm -hmm. allow you to banish or exile stuff on your opponent's side of the field, Mm -hmm. or they also... They're also just essentially free monsters that you can put out onto the field without tribute summoning. And one is 2,200 attack or 24. And then BLS, Black Luster Soldier, mm-hmm. is a 3,000 attack monster, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greatly important. But, yeah. Dan, let's hear your story. So, <laughs> all right. So, guys, the first time I played Yu-Gi-Oh! And we... We have this on camera. We have this on <laughs> oh, camera. We? I think we do. Okay. When when we streamed Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's was, a, was yeah, that, it would be a VOD. I I because I'm pretty sure that's when this happened. Yeah. yeah I'm we pretty sure that that's that that this is when that happened. All right. Mm-hmm. So um I so I'm playing and I was playing this chaos sorcerer deck. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The only decks I have are chaos decks. Okay, got, so, it, got, it, got it, got it. Chaos control or warriors. You were playing warrior. Got it, got it. That's what it was. Okay. So um I see <laughs> I see the card Graceful Charity in my hand. I'm because re- guys, I'm reading all these cards because I have no idea what these cards do, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I see the card, Graceful Charity says draw three discards. So I'm like, oh. That looks really good. So I play the Graceful Charity. I draw three cards. Instantly, I see, oh, a pot of greed. Yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) So I discard two other cards. I can't remember what I discarded, but then I'm like, I will now play Pot Pot of of Greed greed to draw two more cards. Draw three cards, Dan. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, that game, well, that was the first time I saw the entire, like, I got to see and play yeah. with the entire yeah. Holy Trinity of yeah. GOAT format. Out of all three of them, which one do you hate the most? Oh, easy. The, uh, <laughs> the delinquent duo. The delinquent <laughs> duo. Because you played that first time. I'm like. I it, did it, it twice it, to you. It, I, my, my res- uh, so here's here, here's me, okay, sitting on the table up. It, it does what? Yep. What does this card do? He discards a card at random, (laughs) and then if he has another card in hand, he has to discard (laughs) another card of his choosing. And then he basically like blinked it, like you brought that card back to you and played played it. And I'm like, I flip Magician of Faith to take a spell card from my from my graveyard and be like, here you go. As soon as he played that card, I'm like. Okay, I am never letting him play that again if I have something to say about yeah, it. Yeah, that one's rough, man. <laughs> that card is yeah. rough. <laughs> yeah, so that game I it's got... It's also my favorite one of the Holy and, Trinity. Which makes sense. Yeah, makes, makes sense. sense. Um, yeah, I'm all about the draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Dis- discard decks are fun to play, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it it's always feels bad on the receiving end, but it's... <laughs> but however, however, if I've never seen a, a discard deck... Yeah. Um, if I've never seen a certain discard deck, it's fun to play against it mm-hmm. because like, you know, you've said this before, like it's fun watching a deck go off and like, yeah. oh, I want to play that yep. now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like mono black discard. I love mono black discard. Yeah. I played a mono black discard deck when War of the Spark was out mm-hmm. with Davriel and a lot of discard effects. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Imagine if Thoughtseize was rather than you losing two life, it's three life. But you also get to look at their hand, take a card, but then they also have to get rid of a yeah, card. Yeah, sign me up. 
Sign me all sign day. Sign me up all day. I'll take that. I'll, that's right, because delinquent deal, you have to lose some life, right? A thousand, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, sign me up. I will. Worth I will. Hundred percent worth it. Abs. Yeah. Abs. Life's a, a resource. Abs a freaking lootly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, Yu-Gi-Oh players. Let us know what what's your favorite card of the of the Holy Trinity of Goat yes. format, or um, just your favorite card, or your most hated card. <laughs> Definitely that one. I don't care about your favorite card anymore. Tell me your most yeah. hated one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is isn't it like your most hated one and your favorite one? Aren't they mostly the same thing? Because it's the one you love to play, but also hates play against it. Uh, no, no. I wouldn't say that. No, no. So what's your favorite one then? My well, fav- favorite is Delinquent Duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your most hated one? Uh, well, all right. If we're saying, I would, I think I would have to say out of just the Holy Trinity. No, just in all of Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, in all of Yu-Gi-Oh, my most hated card. Wow. Uh, it's, I don't, I don't think I know off the top of my all right, head. All right. Well then let's, then let's, then the Holy Trinity then. Okay. If I was versing it, I would have to say Graceful Charity because I know if they drop a light and a darkness monster from their hand, then they're going to be like, here's a BLS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So they gotcha. can just get so much value yeah. from yeah. that. Although yeah. picking picking apart your hand is definitely rough. But in Yu-Gi-Oh, there also comes a time in like the stalemate where it's just like, Oh, I draw a card, pass. They draw a card, pass. Mm. I draw a card, pass. That happened, and yeah. that happened, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's not lot, yeah. as bad right. with the delinquent deal. I right. just right. love it. Yeah, yeah. Early game, it really sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> especially if you get something good. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, all right, well, that's that's today's episode for you. Uh, guys, let us know what you think. Uh, like like we said, what's your, what's your most hated? What's your most hated card there? Um, yes. Let us know. Um, but also, I'm interested to know if you have a favorite card in Yu-Gi-Oh, um, or if you're a favorite of the of the uh, Holy Trinity. Let us know. All right, uh, before we get out of here, Jimbo, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at Jim Morgan HNH. You guys can find me on Twitter at underscore DG Campbell, and on and on Instagram at Daniel.G.Campbell. Um, hit, head over to hobbiesandhappiness.com. Again, www.hobbiesandhappiness.com, and you can find links to all of our socials there. Uh, you can find our links to our YouTube page, podcast. Everything is pretty much there. Uh, need to get, I need to update the website a little bit, um, but still you can find all links to everything there. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, everything is there. Um, so that's all we got for you this week. Uh, again, in regards to streaming, um, we're uh, continually streaming. So we've now moved to at least once a week. Yep. So we're doing once a week. Um, and then pretty soon, within the next couple weeks, um, we will be doing um, at minimum once a week plus two twice every other week. Yes. Right, so so we'll be doing this every so every, every other week on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every other. Sh- yes. Correct. Yes. So, so every two weeks here on Saturday. Yep. Every week we don't. Do we know the day yet? Probably Wednesday. Probably, probably Wednesday. Wednesday. That's kind of what. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. We'll we'll c- continually get that figured out. So mm-hmm. um. We're uh, continually bringing you guys new content each and every week. So uh. Yeah. Look for that. All right. Thanks everybody for being here. Had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. See everybody. Take care. Um,